so anxious to get at these haters who rap like they hate us but secretly love us carrying grudges y'all poop motherfuckers but run up and hug us when we out in public I pay hella dues and I'm still paying mine gentlemen swear but I'll still shoot the fire with me or not cause you must pick a side and then when you do there is no switching side nah. shit that I've been through can make a man cry strictly the real we don't deal with the lies most of my life Alright, 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 welcome back, welcome back, you know what time it is, that's right, another edition of the Fan in the Van podcast time. Obviously, this past weekend was the last weekend of the NFL preseason, and it's usually the one that tells us the story. It tells us what we gotta look forward to in the regular season, what we gotta work on, you know, from team to team, but before I get into all that, one major thing happened over the weekend, and this should, this tells you a tale of two different organizations where Buffalo chose its culture over winning football games as opposed to Cleveland, who rather just be a complete utter fucking circus and roll out red carpets for friggin' sexual predators. Well, Buffalo decided to go the opposite route, and they released the punt god, as he's been dubbed, uh, Matt Ariza, because stories came out over the weekend of in uh, San Diego State about him and two of his buddies gang raping a 17-year-old back when they were in college. And Buffalo said, you know what? We really don't need this stain on the organization. We really don't need this bullshit. You know, obviously, we've all seen what happened with Cleveland and always in the media and always this and always that. So Buffalo got together, ownership, the GMs, the coaches, and they all said, you know what? We're going to do the right thing. We're going to put the organization first, the culture first, the fan base first, and we're going to get rid of this kid. And that's exactly what Buffalo did. Whereas in Cleveland, again, it's do whatever you want and it's fine because if anybody saw the Cleveland Brown game the other day, I don't know who it was, but this motherfucker's got two baggies of weed on him. On the sideline, get ready to roll himself a nice L and get high because you're going to have to fucking be high to, de- to deal with playing in Cleveland with every week. It's just going to be nothing but, well, Watson will be back soon. Watson will be back soon. Watson will be back soon. I mean, there's a lot I read on my way to work this morning where Goodell felt pressure from certain NFL owners who were, who were you know, were... Unite, uh, ah, I'm still trying to wake up. Um, they were unnamed because they're cowards and they don't want to put their names to it. Now, I don't know how accurate the story is, but it pretty much states that certain owners didn't want Watson suspended for a full year. Obviously, Jim Haslam's got to be one of them if, if the story is correct. I'm not saying whether it's factual or not. I'm just telling you what I read. And there was a whole bunch of them that said, you know, you're going to hurt revenue if he doesn't come back early. You're gonna, and that's what it always came down to, is the motherfucking cocksucking money is what it always comes down to. All right? But we've talked enough about Watson. I figured the Buffalo thing would kind of prove that not every organization's like Cleveland. And obviously, you see, guys could bring weed onto the field in Cleveland. So in Cleveland, it's just total anarchy. It's like, do as you want. Don't worry. There's no punishment. Don't worry about it. What excuse did they come out with? Oh, that was uh, a mixed green salad in a bag? Yeah, a mixed green salad that gets you nice and high for a little bit. But we got to get into the rest of the NFL preseason. 
I hate the last week because everybody feels they need to start the starters. And everybody always says, don't play your starters this game. Only play them for this long. Only do, you know, you know us as fans watching, because you don't want to see the injuries. Well, Deontay Johnson for the Steelers yesterday left the game with a shoulder injury. TJ Watt has a knee injury. And people are kind of going at TJ Hawkinson saying it's a little bit of a low block. But not as bad as the one from uh, Thaddeus Moss on the, to uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, though. But this is something where I get the starters got to get reps in these games, but they don't have to play a whole half. They don't have to play the whole game in preseason. They don't have to do it. Because you're taking a risk of, of your season going to shambles for what? For what? For TJ Watt to get an extra snap or for Mahomes to get an extra throw-in? You know, <laughs> come on. But when it comes to the preseason, and there's been a lot of talk, especially with Pittsburgh, who's quarterback number one going to be? And obviously, Tomlin wouldn't announce it yesterday. But I think we all know the road. Tomlin's going to go down on this. As much as we're all clamoring for Kenny Pickett, I think if you start Kenny Pickett week one and he struggles, you shake the kid's confidence to the point where it's like, we're, we're, us as the fan base are going to sit there and say, see, we knew we shouldn't have drafted this kid. I knew we shouldn't do it. I knew we shouldn't do it. I knew we shouldn't do it. So Trubisky was brought in for a reason. Trubisky is that two-year bridge to the stardom that becomes Kenny Pickett as a starter in the NFL. Could Kenny Pickett start and be a dominant threat right away? Could, but there's a problem with that. The problem is, is what they call this offensive line, that is not that very good. I mean, you got these guys who can't block, let anybody and everyone get to the quarterback. You cannot, you have to improve somehow. Now, obviously, the road to 53 ends tomorrow at like 4 o'clock. All right, where every organization's got to cut down to 53. If I'm the Steelers, if there's certain offensive linemen out there that maybe didn't make the cut with certain teams, I would try to bring them in. I've been getting asked all week, who do I think the Steelers cut? There's a lot of guys you can fucking cut. There's a lot. Trust me, there's a lot. And I know that decisions are hard because, you know, you have to answer the question, Who's going to back up Najee Harris? Who, you t- you come to find out, he has some form of Liz Frank injury. Maybe not as bad as, you know, Tra- Travis Etienne had it last year. But it looks like Najee's playing through it. And if we're going to have a shitty offensive line, don't expect Najee to do, do as better as he should this year. Probably about the same if this offensive line continues the way it plays. I mean, you have Kendrick Green who a lot of people saying should be cut. A lot of people had high hopes for him, and he hasn't lived up to the hype yet. But I don't think the Steelers are going to cut Kendrick Green. But if they do, I wouldn't be really that surprised about it. Um, You know, the wide receiving room is one that's really deep with guys that are no names that prove themselves. Uh, Chris Sims. A lot of people are trying to compare Chris Sims to Antonio Brown. Like, he's got that build and that skill set. Let's just hope he doesn't have that mentality where he thinks he's bigger than the game 
And, you know, he's the world's greatest rapper when he fucking sucks at rapping. Okay? Let's just hope Chris Sims is what we wanted Antonio Brown to be, which is humble and just play the game and be normal. Um, you know, the defensive side of it, obviously, you know, do they keep Devin Bush? Does Mark Robinson take Bush's job? The secondary obviously needs help. You know, do they maybe go back and get Joe Hayden to come back in before the season starts or at some point? I don't know because I'm watching the Steeler-Lion game yesterday and I watched every Steeler preseason game, okay? And the secondary is weak. So everybody sits there and says that I don't analyze everything on my team. I only see... I only see certain things. I don't want to acknowledge the other stuff. No, this offensive line sucks. This secondary is not that good. Okay, it's not that good. There were plays yesterday that should have been locked down by the secondary that weren't. There were times where Trubisky had to run more than Forrest Gump ever ran. And if that's the way this is going to be, then Mitch Trubisky might lead the league in rushing this year. Because nobody's going to be able to protect him. So he's going to be running for his life. That's something we cannot we, we cannot have. And that's something that you have to be afraid of if Tomlin says, you know what, let's gamble and let's start Kenny Pickett week one. We all know what happened when another rookie quarterback got drafted and what happened a few weeks into the year. Joe Burrow, Cincinnati, shitty offensive line. What happened? Torn ACL, MCL, and every other CL you could think of. Okay? Do you want that with a kid that you drafted? And granted, yeah, it was a 20. Okay? But do you want that with a kid who's supposed to be the future heir apparent to one of the best to ever do it? And that's Big Ben Roethlisberger. You don't want to risk that. Granted, at some point, Kenny Pickett is going to get hurt. Kenny Pickett's going to have to deal with the big boy injuries. But with this offensive line, Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky could wind up being carted off in a fucking body bag. You know, you look across the whole league Sunday. Giants, Jets. Tyrod Taylor. This guy can't catch a break. And Tyrod Taylor, it looked like, had the shining of being the starter over Daniel Jones. Well, back injury, and he's out. You know, the NFL preseason is to showcase a lot of other people, and this is why I never had, I never cared if a, if if the main guys start or if the main guys play because we already know what they're capable of. We already know what they can do. We want to see the guys that we don't know, the unknowns, the unheard ofs. I don't need to go out there and see Mitch Trubisky playing for two quarters. You know, I rather yesterday have been Kenny Pickett start the first two quarters and have Mason Rudolph finish it because Mason Rudolph is garnering trade interest. And right now, hell, if the Giants called up Omar Khan right now and said, hey, listen, Wolf, you a third-round draft pick for Mason Rudolph, the Steelers would have to be dumb enough not to do it. You know, you got this fat fucking Pittsburgh, Mark Madden, right? Why does everybody want to trade Mason Rudolph when you get a comp pick for him? 
because whatever you trade him for, it's probably going to be the same round comp pick you would as if you traded for him. So if you were going to get a fifth round comp pick for Mason Rudolph, why wouldn't you trade him and move two rounds up and get that comp pick earlier than you expected? It's as simple as that. I mean, you, you look across the league of, of, of who should be, you know, the dominant teams this year. And, you know, you got guys talking about the only threats coming out of the AFC are the Chargers and, and the Buffalo Bills. They interviewed Joe Burrow, and he says that's the only, those are the only two teams you see as a threat to stop the Bengals from getting to the Super Bowl. You must have forgot about Kansas City. Okay, You must have forgot about the Baltimore Ravens. You must have forgotten about the New England Patriots. You, you must have forgotten, even possibly, the sleeper team, I think, that might surprise people. But this is only if, this is only if the offensive line improves and the secondary gets better, is my team, the Steelers. I got high hopes for my team, like always. But I'm a realist. And I understand we're in a rebuild without totally rebuilding. Now, you're going to ask yourself, what does that mean, a rebuild without a total rebuild? It's just plugging in the pieces to replace those that either retired, left for another team, or are injured. You could do a total rebuild, which is where you blow the whole thing up and get rid of everybody, build from the ground up. Pittsburgh doesn't do that. Pittsburgh just plugs in from what they lost, and they just keep going. So, can Pittsburgh be a team that surprises a lot of people for everybody doubting them? Yeah, they could, but a lot of things have got to go right. The offensive line is going to have to wake up, and I understand it's a whole new offense, a lot of new guys, and, you know, Mitch Trubisky said it best. They're still building, they're still trying to build that chemistry, they're trying to gel as fast as they can, and... For all intents and purposes, could this be the year that that Tomlin's 15-year reign of of 500 or better be broken where he doesn't have a 500-percentage win win season? I don't see that happening because there's going to be games you would expect them to lose. Again, that Pittsburgh will come out and win. Okay? Right now, this is not a Super Bowl contending team. It's not. And for those and for Steeler fans to think that it is, you're wrong. Because you gotta look deep into this whole team. If you watch the same games I watch and you're a Steeler fan, then you if you can't admit this offensive line has a lot of holes in it, I don't know what game you're watching. If you think this secondary is a, is a great secondary, it's not. James Pierre is regressed. He was only supposed to get better, and to me, he's regressed. Okay? You can't rely on Cam Sutton to be the guy. You can't rely on Terrell Edmonds to be, to be one of the best safeties in the league, even though he's standing side-by-side side with one of the best to do it right now, and that's Minka. Okay? Yeah, the Steelers went out and, and, and picked up free agents, but they're not the free agents that are like, oh, wow, this guy amazes me, like Elijah Riley, who was cut from the Jets. That's not a name that wows me. You're going to have to wow me throughout the year with big plays here and there. You know, even on the defensive line, you know, Alex Highsmith has got to, coming into year three, he's got to prove that he's worth being here. 
Devin Bush has got to have have the year. He's got to have a career year for Pittsburgh to even try to want to keep him. So there's a lot going on in Pittsburgh that some fans just you either don't want to look at it or you know it's there and you just don't want to speak of it because you're afraid that somebody else might sit there and and come after you and be like, oh, so you finally seen what we've been saying for years. You know, you need Najee to take that that huge step up. But what I'm afraid of is whoever his backup is isn't going to be what we need him to be. See, I think Jalen Warren, who's the who's the cousin of Willie Parker, he should be Najee's backup. Not Snell. Snell Snell like Mason Rudolph has had the had the time to prove he belongs, and he's proven that he does not belong. So could Benny Snell be one of the unfortunate be one of the unfortunate cuts? Yeah. You know, somebody yesterday asked me, do I see Mason getting cut? They're not going to cut Mason Rudolph. They'll trade him before they cut him because they will try to get something out of it. Whether it's, hey, we'll trade him for one of your offensive linemen, you know, or we'll trade him and you give us a third or fourth round draft pick. If a team's willing to give you a third round draft pick, they're desperate for a backup. And that's a team like the Giants. Okay? Definitely a team like the Giants right now are definitely... Definitely desperate for a backup because Davis Webb ain't it. Okay. And the Giants, too. The Giants have a lot of questions that need to be answered. You know, does Daniel Jones finally take that step? You know, does he fix the Gettleman mistake and prove maybe Gettleman wasn't totally stupid that night, even though he could have had Josh Allen out of Kentucky, you know, Instead of having Daniel Jones. But. You know. That's the, 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 that's going to be a wait and see. You know. Does Saquon Barkley finally silence the doubters and the haters. And come back and have a bounce back year. That you know. And does what he was supposed to do. And, and you know. And granted. Barkley's been injured a lot. And again. This is what I'm afraid of with Najee because the Giants have always have had for the past few years a weak offensive line. And that's why a guy like Daniel Jones hasn't been able to flourish because he's too busy having to run and then he makes mistakes. It happens. You know, the Jets got a lot of questions to answer. You know, does Zach Wilson start week one or is it going to be Joe Flacco? You know, do they trade Denzel Mims or do they keep him? You know, and, and with the Denzel Mims thing, and and, it, and it's hilarious to me because he's the one who couldn't really stay on the field, but now he's the one who wants to be traded because he feels he's not being utilized. Well, when you can't play, and I understand personal reasons and mental health, and I, I I get that, I get that that was some of the reasons why, but you can't demand a trade. You cannot demand a trade when you can't even get on the field. I think anybody who listens would agree. So, that's something to me where it's kind of like, yeah, you, you saying that makes no sense on God's green earth. So, you know, again, you know, this is going to be an interesting NFL season for a lot of teams. You know, this next week, this week, 
and going into the the rest week, you know, and obviously this week being the rest week, and then we have th- football on the eighth, finally starting. It's only a matter of of, of who's going to be who's going to be the most dominant team, who's going to be the sleeper team that surprises everybody, who's going to be the sleeper MVP pick this year. You know, there's a lot of things that are, I think it's going to be one of the most interesting years yet. And we'll have to wait and see. But I got to take care of some stuff here at work because I was off Saturday. So now I'm like a day behind. But, yeah, you know how that goes. Even the big guy needs a break once in a while. So with that being said, I'd like to thank everybody who follows and retweets and listens. As always, my number one guys at 1420 Sports. Um, I appreciate you guys listening as always and always retweeting. I think we always retweet each other's stuff, which is... Which is pretty good. Which is pretty amazing. Um, also, check out Recliner Recliner King Sports uh, podcast as well. Level the playing field. Sports podcast. Average Joe Sports. Uh, sports Bliss with Rob and Chris. Nate's Daily Wagers. If you're into professional wrestling, Bray Wyatt fan twenty four on Twitter's got a good one to check out. And to everybody else that follows and retweets, because there's too many people in Neem, uh, and I don't have enough time to do it. So to everybody again. Thank you. It's much appreciated. There's also a poll on Twitter right now that I did that digs up for another two days. Um, who do you think the, the starting quarterback for the Steelers will be? And obviously your choices are Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky, or Mason Rudolph. So if you see it on Twitter, go vote, leave your comments, and that's that. So to the next one, stay safe, and as always, peace.